Howdy, Tolks. Before we get started on today's episode, a quick announcement. It actually might not be quick because I'm probably going to ramble because I'm excited about this. Remember a couple weeks ago when I said that there was going to be a Patreon happening? Well, it's happened or it will be happening tomorrow. That's right. Starting in January 2020, start of a new decade, the screaming 20s, as I like to call it. You can now support That's What I'm Talking About by becoming a patron. So if you go to patreon.com slash Pod, you can learn all about the different tiers that are available. There's a $3 tier that will give you access to the WB&E Discord. WB&E, you say? What are those letters? Stay tuned to the end of this episode for the announcements because there are a lot of announcements about the network and shows that are coming on. It's all very exciting. So exciting that I forgot to talk about Patreon in the announcement section, which is why this is here. There is also, oh, so the $3 tier will give you access to the server as well as the special Tolkien About channels. There will be also a spoiler channel where you can talk all the spoiler things and I will use all of my self-restraint to not look at it. There is a $5 tier that will also give you access to the Discord and you can also get a shout out on an episode of That's What I'm Talking About. And then this is a tier that I'm really excited for. I mean, I'm excited for all of the tiers. This is an exciting moment, but I'm excited for the $10 tier called Elevensies which is very confusing now that I'm like thinking about it because it's $10 and then it's... Anyway, this is the bonus content here. You will get access to the audio that doesn't make the final cut so I can get the podcast down to a digestible length. You will get access to mini-sodes or segments or conversations that I do with guests. At the very least, you will get access to my insane notes. That's right. You will get a sneak peek into my journal that looks like a child wrote in it. And then finally, there's a $15 tier that will give you access to the entire WB&E Discord. That includes the other show's channels as well, like Sincerely Us, Hello from Elsewhere, Bagels. What are all of these shows you say? Stay tuned to the end of the episode. And now that I'm done rambling about the Patreon, once again, go to patreon.com slash Pod to learn more about that. You can now listen to Ethan and I ramble about things, a lot of things that aren't Tolkien or Lord of the Rings related. Anyway, enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to episode 26, all about Helm's Deep, chapter 7, book 3 of The Two Towers, being the 25th part of That's What I'm Tolkien About. My name is Mary Clay. If that's too complicated for you, just call me MC. And today I'm joined by Ethan Edgehill of, I don't know, some random podcast from the internet. Yeah, some <laughs> random podcast. Just Hi, kidding. He's everybody. from Bacon and Eggs. Howdy, Tolks. The the father podcast of That's What I'm Talking About. Yes, I, I am the head of the network that MC is on now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Let, I guess we can talk about some of the network things towards the end of this episode. Oh, I didn't know you hadn't announced that yet. No, because so this episode comes out on the 31st. My bad. Well, okay. I will say something else then. We can talk about that later. Because my most recent episode came out on the 24th, which was the day before all of the announcements. So I couldn't say anything. And then I've just been... I forgot because you recorded with Sincerely Us. Yeah. I forgot that you didn't also do... Yeah. I got confused. I'm a look, it's a one woman show over here. I got things to do and books to read. I applaud everyone who was like, we're gonna do a special Christmas bonus episode. I'm like, wow, good for you guys. <laughs> She's 
said, good for you. Like in the best way possible. Like proud of you. I can't do that. I love that. Anywho, (laughs) everyone who is listening who has zero idea what's going on is just already left the podcast. So please come back. We're going to talk about chapter, I don't know. Seven. Seven. Book three, chapter seven. Helm's Helms Deep. Deep. Yes. Listeners, I did an oops and I didn't think to coordinate scheduling someone for this chapter well ahead of the holidays and... Ethan was like, well, I'm free. I can do it. And I was like, great. Here's this random chapter. And then today we were texting and he was like, yeah, this is a very epic chapter and probably the biggest battle scene in all of cinematic history. And I was like, oh, yeah, it, cool. I mean, literally, like, it, it's only been beaten on screen once. And that was by that episode of Game of Thrones. Yeah, that that one episode. Uh-huh. That one episode. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, like, as far as movies go, there's never been a bigger battle sequence. And, like, I've seen The Two Towers... That's so, like, this is what's wild to me about it. It's like, you've never seen the movies. Yeah, I have. And I'm so excited for you to watch the movies because, like, as much as Peter Jackson's kind of a weirdo, this is, this chapter is a perfect example of how J.R.R. Tolkien needed somebody to, like, tell him how to tell a story in, like, order. Because I get he wrote it as one giant book, but it definitely doesn't read as three books you know yeah I it's hard for me because I'm reading it in such a disjointed manner but there are definitely times where I'm like wow this flows really seamlessly and then other times where I'm like I can see why they were all like we need to split this up into pieces well because we jerk we accidentally spoiled the uh oh yeah (laughs) the the Boromir thing for you because well, it just it did not occur to I was like, oh, you're done with fellowship. So Boromir's dead, well and right? truly and I was dead. Like, oh, yeah. Boromir's dead. What do you mean? <laughs> Although that being said, yeah, I was- still had zero idea that he died that soon into two towers, which is why I see now why it's so easy to put his death in fellowship. Because yeah, it it's all the happens literal at last the same thing that time. happens in fellowship. Yeah. Well, no, it's the I'm first thing that happened. The movies from you. Oh, the movie. I have seen Fellowship the movie, but clearly I don't remember Boromir dying. I'll be honest. I don't remember the majority of that movie. I live tweeted it once because I think I had to watch it for a film class. That sounds right for CNU liberal arts uh, courses. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I was probably like, what do you mean they didn't destroy the ring? <laughs> and then I just didn't watch any of the other movies. <laughs> What do you mean they didn't destroy the ring? I thought they were going to destroy the ring. And now here you are. I know. And now here I am. Yes. So chapter seven. Let's talk about Helm's Deep. Yes. Helm's Deep. So how many chapters are... This is like the beginning of Two Towers still, basically. It's kind of the middle. This is a third of the way through, I would say. Yeah, because there's two. It's it's it, there's two books in each of them, right? Yeah, I think there's like four more chapters after this. Of book in book one, one, and then yeah. book two. So book three. I'm really, I'm. I mean, book. God, Tolkien, I hate you. Why did you number your books this way? In book four, I'm really dreading the second half of Two Towers because it's just all Frodo and Sam, which are ironically like two of my least favorite characters. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I guess I'm gonna learn to love them. It's just um, like exposure therapy. I mean, you like. Here's the thing about the the grand arc. Is like up until the end, the Legolas Aragorn Gimli thing is way more interesting. Oh yeah, it's so good. It's great. <laughs> like once they split after they leave, you know, wherever they left uh, after after Boromir dies. Rip. Yeah, after they what like the path that Aragorn and Gimli and Legolas take 
is just infinitely more interesting. And that's what's great about the movies is they can just, in the movies, they can just go Cut scene to scene, the, yeah, basically. Yeah. Back and forth. It's not like we need to tell this entire story and then this entire story. Yeah. It's hard with book to movie adaptations because the original gut instinct is always like, oh, well, the book is better. But there are definitely a lot of points, I think, for Lord of the Rings where the movie can do it so much more justice. And this is definitely a chapter where it's got to be so cool in the movie because when you're reading it of like, there were flashes of lightning and axes and arrows and orcs it's like yeah that sounds cool which is why when you said like oh this is a really big thing in the movie i mean this chapter is basically 45 minutes to an hour of the movie oh my gosh (laughs) and it's it's at the very very end of two towers sorry it's just occurring to me i think i have a map in here somewhere of isengard nope I lied. Yeah, Helm's Deep is not also not really particularly near Isengard, I don't think. I don't know. Look, I'll be honest. I have zero idea at any time. None where of any it of makes them are. <laughs> any sense. I was listening to this chapter earlier and uh, I, was, I, I was literally done. thinking the entire time, like, none of what you are describing this fortress as looking like makes any sense whatsoever. Yeah. Tolkien, for sure, likes to hone in on the things that are his favorite things to describe and then everything else is just like i don't know there's a crumbling castle there sure that's where they're hiding and it's like okay. right and that's my thing is like he had no idea of like what was going to make a successful story especially like uh, you know the way that the way that's that, that other authors do like and this is a big fantasy thing usually it's like george R. R. martin has the same problem where it's like he picks weird things to focus on and then a battle happens in like four seconds over yeah. what did you say like 18 pages because like tolkien can sit there for hours and hours and discuss the different types of hobbits and the lineages and how the proud feet hate the Sackville Bagginses, and then it's like, oh, giant battle? Okay, let's get this over as quickly as possible. Um, And always just the age-old joke of, we have all of these beautiful descriptions of his horse shadow facts, but not a Frodo. And clearly, yeah, well, he loves horses more than he loves... Well, because Frodo's supposed to be, you know, you're supposed to take empathy with Frodo. You're supposed to feel like Frodo. Oh, that's an interesting perspective. So you think that he didn't really give a, a big description of Frodo because he wanted the reader to try and, like, see themselves in Frodo? Well, so, I mean, J.R.R. Tolkien was not particularly quiet about the fact that, like, he wrote stories because he felt like he wrote stories like this he wrote fantasy because he felt like it was the medium that was going to best capture the story he wanted to tell you know he couldn't write myths people that write people that have names don't write myths Mm -hmm. i'm following it yeah i just like i joked one time that he said to himself well i want to make maps and i also want to write about history and i also want to write songs and i also want to write poems i also want to write about horses and so he threw it all up in a, in a, into one he just, thing. He had nobody telling him his what own to do thing. at all. Yeah, except for Lewis, apparently C.S. Lewis. Uh, yeah, who who definitely had a grasp on like how to work things. You know what I want? I want a really cool movie, kind of like in the style of um, Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Yeah. Was that the one? Yeah, the Fred yeah, Rogers yeah, yeah. one the with one. Tom Hanks. That's yeah. what I want. I want like a beautifully remade kind of documentary, kind of biopic about 
the friendship of C.S. Lewis and J.R.R. Tolkien. You know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna mention her name on the podcast, but there's a certain uh, young adult fantasy writer that uh, needed recently to be told that she needed a screenwriter. I have zero idea. I mean, the big one, the big one, the big one. Yeah, her. Sure. The one that we're mad at right now. <laughs> Who are we mad at? You know, oh! yeah, it's your yeah that one. Wrote a certain about a certain boy wizard. Yeah, about a certain boy wizard. That's exactly the fact. Because she needed to be told that, you know, um, it's not, it's just not the same thing. Like, making movies, and, and this is obviously not what we're supposed to be talking about on the show, but making movies and making books are completely different things. It's why John Green doesn't write his own scripts. Okay, the helm's deep. <laughs> it starts off 26 minutes into this episode. That's fine. Probably most of that will end up being bonus content. Coming soon to a Patreon near you. Maybe? Question mark? <laughs> More at the end. Stay tuned. Okay. So they are leaving Edoras. I forgot where they were Edoras, from. Edoras, yes. They're leaving Edoras. They have a whole army of the Rohirrim, and they're just going. And at this point, I was concerned that this was just going to be a whole chapter of traveling and riding horses, because... That's essentially what it is for the first. That is why I'm so blown by the way this chapter is written because like they leave they leave Edoras and finish the battle in the same <laughs> chapter in in 48 minutes of audiobook and Rob Inglis reads pretty freaking slowly. I mean, hey, you know what version I prefer. Yeah, and as soon as you put that version on Audible, I will uh, I literally leave links to it to both the YouTube and non-YouTube formats in every episode description. Yeah, but it's such a pain to use those. Well, I mean, Rob English is I, also no, I a get pain, it. so I get it. You got your pros also, and cons. So I have no idea. Like it is crazy to me that they get in eighteen pages they get this from leaving Edoras in flee of the orcs yeah. to it's, like defeating them on the the, the mounds of Helm's Deep. Yes. So they are riding towards, where are they going? Isengard. And then um, Gandalf asks Legolas to use his elf eyes to look ahead. And even Legolas can't see exactly what's going on, which I don't know. Let's see, it says, I can see darkness. There are shapes moving in it, great shapes far away upon the bank of the river. But what they are, I cannot tell. It is not a mist or cloud that defeats my eye. There is a veiling shadow that some power lays upon the land and it marches slowly downstream. And then Gandalf says, and behind us comes a very storm of Mordor. It will be a black night. It's a very ominous start to the chapter. Um... Oh, also, the it says the sun went down blood red in a smoking haze. So looking back now at the beginning of this chapter, I should have realized that like, oh, a big battle is going to happen because <laughs> it's there. The ominous foreshadowing is there. For sure. Yeah, I guess that, that that's would take that to mean that Sauron is obscuring the, the orcs in some way. Yeah, I was like, I don't know if this is a physical smoke that has some kind of Saruman power on it or if it's some kind of metaphorical haze or smoke but I'm assuming it's all due to Saruman's gross dark powers at this point this is the moment where Legolas in the movies delivers his like his line that has just been overly memed to the end of existence oh what line is it actually I think it's technically before they meet up with the Rohirrim in in the movie but it's when aragorn uh is, it looks at the ground and says legolas what do your elf eyes see and he looks up and stares off in the distance and go they're taking the hobbits to isengard <laughs> and it's like been turned into a song they're taking the hobbits to isengard 
like the like the jar of dirt song. Similar in that yes, vein. Exactly like that. <laughs> Hang on. I'm gonna send it to you. Real quick. I know exactly before I even like Google search anything or click on anything, I know exactly what style of editing it is. I can hear it already. All right. Well, while Ethan's looking that up, they run into the other soldiers, I guess, of Rohan who have already been out battling and they come back and they report that basically they're losing the battle and they are fighting and everyone's falling and dying around them. What's the dude's name? Who? Aomer? No, 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 no. The guy that they were going to meet at Helms who had been holding Helms Deep that they talk about like 46 times. Edelbark or something like that. Erkenbrand? Erkenbrand. <laughs> Which That's so- it. It sounds, like, it sounds like an off-brand of Birkenstock. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Erkenbrand. Also, I highlighted the phrase, give this man a fresh horse. Just the idea that a horse can be fresh. I don't know. Kind of disturbing. Also, the fact that earlier in this book, I thought that Gimli was going to eat a horse. You also thought that Boromir, that Go- Gollum was going to be wearing Boromir yeah! like a skin suit. I thought he was going to be pulling some Loki trickster magic and <laughs> was going to be posing as Boromir. And Oh, I didn't think about it like like Loki trickster magic. I thought about it like, you know, Leatherface. <laughs> well, kind of both ways. Look, that's kind of the whole shtick of this podcast is I'm wrong in a lot of ways. Mostly in that way, though. I don't know if I'll ever be as wrong as I was in that moment, but... um, I don't know. You've got plenty of book left. I was going to say, I've got, yeah, the three-fourths of Two Towers and four-fourths of Return of the King, as well as all of The Hobbit. And all of The Silmarillion. And all of... We will talk about that. We'll talk about that. (laughs) At a later date. Lord knows how I would even begin to cover that. I don't know. Because my concern that with that is that I don't think I could convince enough guests to be able to read the Silmarillion to come on. And well, the Silmarillion is like, th- that's the thing about that is it's like small stories. But it's so boring. <laughs> no, we'll, we'll, we'll figure that one out. We can come up with a way for it to work. So Gandalf goes up on to a hill or whatever, and then he comes back, and in typical Gandalf fashion, is just like, hey, I gotta go. Bye. Yeah, he just yeets out completely. <laughs> totally. Um, he says, I must leave you for a while. Shadowfax must bear me now on a swift errand. Turning to Aragorn and Aamir, he's cried, keep well the Lord of the Mark till I return. Await me at Helm's Gate. Farewell. He spoke a word to Shadowfax, and like an arrow from the bow, the great horse sprang away. And then in the next part, what does that mean? One of the guards said to Hama. And it's just like <laughs> a couple like, exchanges well, of, would have known. We don't know. Well, so I think he meant, so it says Wormtongue were he here would not find it hard to explain because Wormtongue would just be throwing insults at Gandalf and be like, oh, what is Gandalf up to? He's just being an old kooky fart is what he's doing. And they are trying so hard because now that Gandalf is kind of back in their good graces, they're trying so hard not to just be like, he's a crazy old man. What can we say? We don't, none of us know what Gandalf is doing ever at any point. I mean, he did free their king from a mind prison. I mean, yeah. 
But at the same time, I still think I'm always, I will always forever be in the camp of Gandalf should explain a little bit more before he just, in your, to, to oh, use your words, but, yeets off. But hang on. Here's the thing, though. If Gandalf explained things, Albus Dumbledore would have had to explain things. I know. Look. It, look. <laughs> G- uh, the problem is that, so Dumbledore is probably my favorite character in Harry Potter. It's hard because I want to make Gandalf my favorite character in these books because they have a lot of similar traits. But Gandalf lacks a lot of the whimsical, fun, like cheery, warm quirks that Dumbledore has. You are going to love The Hobbit. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll tell because 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 a lot of stuff happened to Gandalf. Uh, seemingly in the intervening years between The Hobbit and The Fellowship. Oh, poor dude. <laughs> because you, well, get, I guess you get a It'll be fun for me to go Gandalf. back and see what he was like before, rather than the reverse of like going into Fellowship being like, oh boy, I can't wait for more Gandalf. And then it's like, oh, he's he's been through some shire. He definitely needs to explain things a little bit more, at least to like the other members of the fellowship. It would be helpful. What was the line? I, so I was reading Spark Notes because I, so I read the first half of this chapter a week ago because we thought we were going to record before Christmas and then schedules changed. And so I started reading half of it and then I read the other half of it last night. And then I was like, I remember nothing about this chapter. Let me yeah, nothing whatsoever. read it on Spark Notes just to be sure. Where is it? I have to find whatever I... Let me, I mean, that's how let I me feel, scroll past that's how I feel all about of my almost every frantic text to you guys of like, this isn't doing this thing. What do I do with this thing? <laughs> I'm trying to get yeah. anything. Oh, here that's definitely how I feel about almost every single movie I see. Sparknote says, it's a great line. Obeying Gandalf without knowing his reasoning is basically the rest of this chapter. He just says like, keep the king safe. I'll be back. What is this? Sorry, my cousin's texting me. No, they don't. Sorry. Okay, there we go. Um, Yeah, he's just like, keep the king safe. Go to Helm's Deep. That's about all the instruction I can give you at this time. I got to go do a thing. And he runs away. Um, (laughs) And then, okay, so I'm not going to attempt to describe exactly what Helm's Deep is or what the, I forget what the name of the, like fortress is that they're in later. Um, everything has a name, but anyway, I'm not even going to attempt to describe what it is, but I'll tell you what I'm imagining. I'm just imagining a Bowser castle, Mario Kart level. It's, it's a castle and it's surrounded by lava. That's it. A hundred percent. Wild. <laughs> I'm sure. That's so exactly I, I can what just, he was I can't describing. escape. I can't escape the movie imagery. I, yeah, I like, don't. Under any circumstances. Yeah. That's my problem is that I don't have the, it, it's it, it's hard sometimes when you like watch the movie and then you, you go back and read the book because you want to sometimes you want to be able to form your own your own images of what people look like. So like in my head, I have zero idea of what I would actually imagine Gandalf or Frodo or anyone to look like because it's just Elijah Wood and um, not Patrick Stewart, Ian McKellen, although Ian McKellen, yeah. In my mind, they are interchangeable. I feel like I might get attacked for that, but that's okay. Aren't they best friends? Patrick I Stewart guess. and Ian McKellen? I don't know. Okay. Um, 
What was I saying? Yeah, so I have zero idea of what this actually looks like. I'm just, it's just a job. Because the, the descriptions he uses in this book straight up make no sense. It's impossible. And he uses like, like old point, English. Not old At English, one point but. they're defending a wall and the next point they're riding horses down, down something. To the, yeah, exactly. the orcs. Hornberg. That's what the name of the thing is that they go in later. Everything, that's the other thing. Everything has a name. So you're like, I don't know where they are right now. Um... But anyway, so I just highlight. <laughs> you can tell where I started highlighting the description of Helm's Deep because I just all of a sudden stopped because I was like, this is going to go on forever. I just highlighted at Helm's Gate before the mouth of the deep, there was a heel of rock thrust outward by the northern cliff. And then I stopped. So imagine whatever you want. It's Bowser's Castle in my head. So basically it's backed up against... That's what makes it so strong is it's it's in like a canyon, basically. It's the end of a, yeah, a canyon that has an end. And so it's right. basically a wall with a castle at the end of a canyon. And there's like a, I guess, a village inside the wall? Yeah, because, yeah, so we meet the Birkenstock guy, Urkenbrand. <laughs> yeah. Um, we meet Urkenbrand and he says that everyone has that in like this one cave because they're asking him, like, what kind of provisions do you have? Um, what's going on? Is ever Are we going to be able to stay here for a while? And he says that everything is pretty much okay because a bunch of, like, the entire village evacuated and everyone is seeking refuge in this one kind of cave area. So there's enough provisions for those people because they brought their own. But because they, they say that, oh, we prepared for a quick battle, not a long siege. Right. And a quick battle it is. <laughs> mm-hmm. One night. <laughs> One night. But that's the quintessential fantasy thing. And I know that, like, this is where it all started. But that's the quintessential fantasy thing. It's like, if we can just survive the night, we shall survive the winter. There's always one, like, turning point night, you know? Yeah, exactly. And they, they talk a lot in this chapter about, like, if we can just make it till dawn, we'll be okay. That's a video game, isn't it? Until dawn. Anyway. Um, so does the thing does the thing happen at dawn in the book? I didn't pay that much attention at the end of this chapter. What thing? What happens at the end of the chapter? We'll find out once we get there. So Okay. <laughs> there's also the I, line. I like that you're you're trying desperately to keep me on like linear track of what happens in the chapter. Honestly, there's a good chance that this episode is gonna have minimal editing, and if it's two hours long, so be it. It'd be like that. It'd be I like that I talk a lot. Sometimes. It's almost like I make a two-hour-long podcast. Your podcast is an hour and a half. We record for an hour and 45 minutes. We used to record for two hours, although we have recorded for as many as three and a half hours before. Yeah, we used to just go and go and go and go and go until we felt like we had exhausted ourselves, literally. Oh, jeez. And... Oh, wait, you're back. Yay. I was... Knock on wood, my Wi-Fi went out for a second. It's fine. Um, there's yep, a line, good. Aragorn and Legolas went now with Aomer in the van. And all I could picture was Aomer, Legolas, and Aragorn on a road trip. Um, nope. The Vanguard. <laughs> yeah, so they I've, say, yeah. like I've, I've watched and read a lot of Game of Thrones that nothing about the military language used here surprises me anymore. I've read zero and watched zero of Ga No, that's a lie. I watched... The first minute of the first episode of Game of Thrones and got bored and walked away. <laughs> because That is shocking. The first minute is a great minute. It's literally someone riding a horse through an open field of snow. And that's it. It takes him okay, forever well, okay, first, to get to a point four minutes where there are, are great people. Four minutes. I couldn't get there. I couldn't get there. That's my point. 
Maybe one day. No, that's a lie. I don't that think guy that was riding the horse offense. through the snow literally gets murdered by a demon at like minute number two and a half. Um, spoiler alert. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> it's the second minute of the show that lasts. Hey, maybe eight that's seasons. what I could do after after Tolkien. Watch Game of Thrones. No, I don't like yeah, it. Yeah, you should you could read the books if they ever get done. Oh god. Man, no. though, if you if you hate the way that Lord of the Rings is broken up, you're gonna hate the way the Game of Thrones yeah, is broken I was up. Also, because those books are bricks. He split the last book into like uh the Winds of Winter not the Winds of Winter, that's the one that hasn't come out yet. But A Feast for Crows and A Dance with Dragons are literally the same period of time, just split into two books. It's like tw- it's like twenty four hundred pages to cover the same like year. Of time. I it really especially the fact that George R R Martin put in the R R. It really feels like he's trying to be J R R Tolkien, and I, he he'll be the first person to tell you that. Yeah, and and I really wish that like whoever decided to make Game of Thrones into a TV show, I really wish that they had waited until after he was dead to make them because then. He wouldn't, I mean, granted, I haven't actually read the books, but I feel like there is some part of him, some part of the books or the series or whatever, where he was like, oh, now I'm writing the books for the TV show. Or, oh, I'm writing them, I'm stretching, I'm stretching it out and I'm milking this for all it's worth because there's a TV show now. Yeah, basically. Cool. Well, like I said. That's 100% true. But also the guys that did did the show completely botched the end of it because they thought they were going to get to make Star Wars movies. I heard that. Oh, they thought they were going to be producers or whatever for Star Wars? No, so they got, they had a contract. uh, D.B. Weiss and David Benioff had a contract with Disney to direct a Star Wars trilogy that happens like outside of the normal Star Wars thing, Um, just like Ryan Johnson's getting. And then, so they basically, they nixed the last season of Game of Thrones and then completely botched what actually ended up being the last season. And Disney was like, well, if that's how you're going to treat a project, then we're not going to hire you. Nice. So, yeah. Also, yeah, George R.R. Martin was not originally born George R.R. Martin. He only had one R and he added a second R. Dramatic. Yeah. Well, also, she who will not not be named didn't have a K in her name. She chose it because, or no, her, because her publishers were like, if we put your full name on the spine, no one's going to read it because they're going to see, all they're going to see is it was written by a woman. So that's why. Yeah. No, that's, that's, but that's a, that's a better reason. Like that's why I'm all set. If I ever write a book or publish it, I'm all set because I'm gonna publish it under MC Watt. Yeah. Bam. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You're like that's not a good idea, but whatever. I you know Watt just isn't like an authorial last name. What? Get it? It's I not M- MC oh, Watt isn't enough side syllables. Note, side note: uh, the Twitter handle MC Watts Up is available. Can I take that? Yeah. <laughs> It's better than McWatt 416. I am aware. Well, Tyler was the one who was like, no, you can't do that. Or maybe you said it too. I don't remember. Both of you were probably like, no, you can't do WhatsApp. Well, you know, if Tyler thinks it's a good idea, if Tyler thinks it's a bad idea, then you should defer to him on that. I I have the bad Twitter handle here. (laughs) I I feel like I talked about this with Becca and Enie when we were on Skype for four hours. Can you not just be MC Watt? No, you can't. You can't. It's taken. I forgot about that. Isn't it an author? Oh, are they? I don't know. Oh, I did accidentally. That's right. I did accidentally at, because my Snapchat handle is MC Watt. I was talking about Snapchat on Twitter, and I accidentally tagged the real MC Watt on Twitter, and um, they blocked me. <laughs> Tyler, should I change my Twitter handle to MC WhatsApp? 
because it's available. They are not an author. It's Ruth McWatt. Yeah. Ruth. Darn her. Or them. Or he. I don't know. I don't judge. So anywho. I don't remember what we were talking about. I don't know. Just every day I'm more and more thankful that J.R.R. Tolkien is dead and is not on Twitter. Um, I just, I don't think that he would be that kind of person, though. Boy. <laughs> I, like, you texted us not that long ago and oh, said, would right. J.R.R. Tolkien have been a men's rights activist? And no, absolutely not. Mm, mm, have you have you read his books? Yeah. They are the majority white men, by and large. All of it is about white men. The few instances where he has female characters come in, you immediately get away from them. And they're only there for one chapter. Dang. What? I guess Peter Jackson really likes women then. Was that really your one? Wait. Huh? What? Where did Peter you... Jackson, the guy that made the movies? Oh. Girl, I have not read these books since I was like 12. Well, I have I have zero idea who Peter Jackson is. Oh, he's the guy that made the, the uh, Oscar award winning movie series that you're about to cover. <laughs> Great. Thanks. I thought Peter Jackson was the guy who wrote the Lightning Thief books. Percy Jackson, that's why. <laughs> Percy Jackson didn't write Percy Jackson and the Lightning Thief. <laughs> that's why I keep confusing it. <laughs> Harry Potter wasn't written by Harry Potter. Oh, Lord. Becca, if you're listening, I'm sorry. Because <laughs> those are her favorite books. I don't know who anyone is, including the characters in this book. So, <laughs> But, like, Arwen and Eowyn are huge deals. I'm sure. And Galadriel. I'm sure they are in the movies. Well, That's they also so they also are in the books, but it really disappoints. I talked about this in the previous episode. It really makes me it, it really annoys me because Tolkien introduces these really cool, amazing characters, female characters, and they are in really cool positions of power and authority, and then you leave them. And I'm assuming like we met Eowyn for the first time in the previous chapter. The majority of that meeting her she wasn't named for a while because it was just like a woman stood next to Theoden. And then when she finally is named, she's sent as like, oh, go tell so-and-so this, go bring us wine, blah, 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 blah. And then when she finally gets her like cool badass moment, then we cut away from her and we're probably not going to see her again, I'm assuming, until the return of the king. And that's really sad and disappointing. I also have zero idea if we're ever going to see Galadriel again. I really hope so. But I'm assuming for the sake of the plot, we're not going to because I feel like she would just immediately destroy everything. And that would be it. Kind of like um the Captain Marvel thing with Endgame. Like Captain Marvel couldn't be there in Endgame because it would be done. It would. That's it. The majority of the battle and stuff would have been over so quickly if they had actually had her be in the movie the whole time, I think. And so they can't have Galadriel come in because she has well, the elf ring. I'm not going to spoil anything for you, but if you think that was Eowyn's badass moment. Oh, I'm assuming boy, she's going to have another boy, one. Boy, howdy. Do you have no idea? Maybe that's why I say boy, howdy a lot. Oh, God. Did I pick that up from you? Oh, yeah. No, you 100% picked that up from me. <laughs> 100%. Oh, boy. You claimed recently that you picked it up from somewhere else. And I was like, excuse me. I don't remember. Oh, God, that's okay. I For someone that I've met twice in person, I hang out with you guys too much. <laughs> you just talk to us too much. Okay, messages, going to delete our group chat. No, not what I, I don't mean you talk to us too much. I mean, like, I, 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 talk I enjoy talking to you as much as you want to talk to me. I'm just saying, like, probably for your own benefit. 
Yeah. <laughs> what? You don't enjoy my 20 messages in a row of like, <laughs> help me. Girl, I say your benefit, not my benefit. <laughs> What's all the dumb crap that I message you guys? Anywho. Okay. This chapter. <sighs> Eowyn is not in this chapter. Eowyn is not in this chapter. Her brother, Eowyn. I mean, she's is. there, but. In yeah. spirit? You mean? Um, well, no, because you just mentioned her in, in a quote that you oh, read. Oh, she's in this episode. Wait, what? A quote? She's in this chapter. You just said that Eowyn and Eomir were standing side by side. No, I... You literally literally read a quote that had her name in it. No, I didn't. Well, you said it. What the heck are you talking... I did not. I was maybe talking about her in the previous chapter. No. No, you read a quote. Okay. If I read name. a quote, I will put insert it again here and be like, okay, I was wrong. Hello, it's Mary Clay from the future here to say, let's roll the tape, shall we? <laughs> There's a line, Aragorn and Legolas went now with Eomer in the van. <laughs> I was right. All right, back to your regularly scheduled programming. Did I say regularly c- correct? I don't know. Let's not roll that tape. All right, on with the show. Were you trying to say Theoden? Because you, if you, if, was there a place where you were saying Theoden and Eomer? I don't know. <laughs> because you said Eowyn and Eomer. I would, I would be, and if, if, oh, I said yeah, Aragorn yeah, Vicky, and Legolas back. and Aomer. You said Eowyn somewhere. Look, everyone's names start with a vowel in this series, in this book. So that's not my fault. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. If they start with a vowel, they're good. If they start with an S, they're bad. <laughs> Easy. Sauron. Saruman. Good. Bad. Bad. Aragorn. Eowyn. Gimli. <laughs> Well, there goes that theory. If they start with not S, they're good. <laughs> okay, yeah. Aragorn says earlier what we said probably 20 minutes ago at this point, how they are constantly talking about waiting for the break of dawn and really just wanting dawn to come and the new day to come. Aragorn says, would that day was here and we might ride down upon them like a storm out of the mountains. It grieves me to fly before them because they're having to kind of run and seek shelter Oh, yeah, that's the other thing is there's a lot of use of the word dyke, but D-I-K-E and not the not the insult for a lesbian woman. And yeah, no, as in a small dam. Over yeah. A small and every stream. every time I read it, I get I'm like, oh, OK, Tolkien. And that's nice. And then I was like, oh, no, he's not talking about that at all. He probably didn't even know any lesbians, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> Write that question down for your seance. <laughs> Uh, hey john ron did you, you know, know any, any lesbians, lesbians? <laughs> joel can roll can roll can token that's his name <laughs> that'll never not make me laugh i just called him john ron and that kind of hurts my soul okay. sorry i have to at this point i need to pull out my notes okay i wrote okay. down so many descriptions of mountains has the battle begun yet no can okay. everyone Oh, that's right. I wrote down, can't everyone just talk normally for like five seconds? What page is that on? 518. Oh, yeah, because they, yeah, they roll up and they're talking about, where is it? Like, there's just a lot. It's a lot of like Shakespearean language for someone. I understand why you were like, oh, it's written in Victorian times because. Because he writes the exact same way as like Charles Dickens and Arthur Conan Doyle. Yeah. Uh, For a second. Who were like Industrial Revolution era. It's fine. I didn't almost knock over my drink. That would have been bad. My Red Bull is empty. <sighs> right, because that's point. Yeah, so I think the village. So it's at this point that they bring up behind us in the caves of the deep are the, are three parts of the folk of Westfold, old and young, children and women. So I guess the name of the village is um, 
Oh, <laughs> that's when it is. Okay, so this is a point where we meet a person named Gambling. And I clearly yeah. forgot that we met him here because I stopped, like I said, how I read half of it. And then didn't read the other half until like a week later because we see gambling later. And I wrote down, wait a minute, who are you? Wait a minute, who are you? Because I had zero idea who he was. So we meet gambling who is described as an old man. But I think later he's talked about like he's a dwarf. So why wouldn't they just say he's a dwarf now? I don't know. I don't know. <clears throat> is an answer to a lot But he's of not a dwarf. He's one of the he's one of the, the Wester folk or whatever. I'm 90% sure they talk about him later like he's a dwarf. Because Gimli and him are like, oh, hey, what's up? Maybe. We'll see. I don't know. We'll see. I probably come. I probably. Basically, the whole. Highlighted The whole later. kingdom of Rohan is in this fortress. Yes. Yeah. Um, like all of them. Let's see. I also highlighted, but you comfort me, Gimli, and I'm glad to have you standing nigh with your stout legs and your hard axe. I wish there were more of your kin among us. So that's just more of nice Legolas Gimli broship. And the then, Legolas Gimli broship is real, oh, and I love it so I much. I love it in this chapter. There's another point later that I will talk about. This was a point where I wrote down a sea of orcs. That's nice. And <laughs> a it's, sea of orcs. And that's literally what it's described. Oh, okay. Okay. This is when the battle begins. And like I said, a sea of orcs. Oh, that's nice. Just a bunch of orcs. Just just imagine just, the most amount of yeah. orcs in your head and like there's more than that. That's, there's more than that, yeah. There's even more than that. There's so many orcs. They're all over the place. It's also storming and it constantly is talking about thunder and rain and lightning. And half of me is thinking, okay, that's Gandalf doing something because he's always associated with lightning. But we don't know because Gandalf doesn't tell us Jack Shire about anything that he and does. And he's gone. He left us. We don't know. He might be creating a storm for dramatic effect. Who knows? So. For dramatic effect. We don't know. He's very... He's very known to be dramatic and extra, so it wouldn't I wouldn't put it past him. Am I still recording? I got very panicked I wasn't. It's fine, I am. So as I was reading this next part, this operatic theme started playing in my head, and I had zero idea what it was, but after much Googling, I figured it out, and it's O Fortuna. So I'm From coming gonna, to Barana. Yeah, yeah I was about to say. I'm going to insert it. Hopefully, underneath what I'm about to read, because that's just what was playing in my head as I was reading this. Then at last an answer came. A storm of arrows met them and a hail of stone. They wavered, broke, and fled back, and then charged again, broke and charged again. And each time, like the incoming sea, they halted at a higher point. Again, trumpets rang, and a press of roaring men leapt forth. They held their great shields above them like a roof while in their midst they bore two trunks of mighty trees. Behind them orc archers crowded, sending a hail of darts against the bowmen on the walls. They gained the gates. The trees, swung by strong arms, smote the timbers with a rendering boom. If any man fell, crushed by a stone hurling from above, two others sprang to take his place. Again and again the great ram swung and crashed. So this is, this is it, y'all. It's go time. It's the battle. Uh, Aragorn says, come, this is the hour when we draw swords together. The Deepening Wall. That's the name of the other thing. There's... Yes, the Deepening Wall. Hornburg 
Which sounds like an off-brand Hogwarts, but okay. So Hornburg is like the castle keep. It's yeah. like the stronghold. Yeah, and the deepening wall is... Yeah, that's like the wall that they're all standing on watching yeah. up. It's Yeah, it's the wall. It's the wall. Yeah. And this is when I have to admit we've made it to page 521 and I can no longer avoid saying it. I don't know how to pronounce the name of Aragorn's sword. And Andrewil? And- a- Andrewil. And- yeah. and- a- hang on, hang on. Spell that. A-N-D-U with an accent. R-I-L. Let me see if I can find you andrew so yeah i know how they pronounce it in the movies and i know how rob english pronounces it but they're 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 the same it's like it's andrew real yeah andrew real so everyone the sword that was broken yes he literally almost says those exact words andrew real andrew goes to war the braid that was i can't speak the blade that was broken shines again super blade that was broken everyone does their battle cries and off they go. And they start- It was the blade that cut the ring off Sauron's finger. Yes. That one. I, kn- I actually do know what you're talking about. I'm not actually joking around. I know things now, sometimes. I wasn't sure how obvious that was in the books. I'm pretty sure they- t- Nope. Strike that. I have zero idea. I don't know, actually, what I've learned from the books and what I've learned from my guests. Because I think I learned that- the sword, Aragorn's sword, was what cut off the hand of whoever to get the ring the first time many years ago. Isildur. That's it. That's his name, yeah. It all blends together at this point. So they are fighting and they start going into the castle fortress area, the Bowser's castle, if you will. And <laughs> I love this. They they come across a bunch of orcs that look like they're dead, but two of them jump up and start attacking Aomer and Aragorn. It says, but a small dark figure that none had observed sprang out of the shadows and gave a hoarse shout. Baruch Kazad Kazad Menu, sure. An axe swung and swept back. Two orcs fell headless. And I was like, oh my god, who did that? It's Gimli, our homeboy. It's Gimli who was hiding and for I some reason. Totally just chilling. Forgot that Gimli was there. I forgot he was in this chapter until this moment. And I think even Aomer says it. Let's see. Oh, Gimli, I was so glad to have you. I did not know that you were with us in the sortie. That's not it. Okay. Yeah, I totally forgot he was there. And I was like, wow, good for you. I think he was hiding because he knows that he, in this kind of a fight, he can be more of an asset if he does a surprise attack than if he just goes out, axe a blazon. And... He would probably die if he did that, whereas if he, like, hides in the shadows and attacks at opportune moments, he'll probably live, is, yeah. the, is the goal. But anyway, this is when we get some competition between Legolas and Gimli beginning. Gimli says, two, patting his axe. He returned to his place on the wall. Two, said Legolas, I have done better, though now I must grope for spent arrows. All mine are gone. Yeah, I make my tail 20 at the least, but that is only a few leaves in the forest. So... Just keep that in mind. They're going to keep keeping score throughout the chapter. And I'm just like, boys, there's there's a war happening here. There's more important things going on. Yeah, but it's such a bro ship. They need it. It's so great. It provides. So here's the thing is like it's this is one of those moments where it's almost like he was envisioning a movie. Who? Tolkien? Yeah. Oh, what? Of like providing the comedic relief? Yeah, because it absolutely works like that. They do provide a lot of because the other thing is we don't have 
<laughs> Good Lord. Sorry. I just, ima- we don't have Pippin and Mary here. Mary and Pippin is the more yeah. common way to say that. We don't have Mary and Pippin here and they are usually the, the comic relief. And the reason I laughed just now is because I was imagining <laughs> if they were here in this chapter, what that would be like. And I'm like, I'm glad they aren't here because they would be dead or they would cause the death of someone else. Oh yeah, definitely. But no, the Gim- Gimli and Legolas thing, it's like you're in the middle of this like really long battle sequence that is just absolutely draining to watch. And then you get Gimli swinging his axe going, 18, 19. <laughs> oh, that's great. And there's a whole section. This entire chapter is just a lot of like, there's a well, lot a of battle. orcs. There's a lot yeah, of orcs. There's a lot of orcs. So uh, can, can we talk about the part where Aragorn has like a Monty Python conversation with the orcs? Oh, hang He's on. just like standing on the wall. Right, hang and on. And he's just like, howdy, orcs. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm going to open my episodes like that. Howdy, orcs. It's just such a wild, like, I did not remember that that happened. It was such a wild, like, uh, thing to come up on. Yes, we will get there when I remember. All right. So this is when gambling appears again. And it says gambling the old. And I think the way... Why did I get the impression that he was a dwarf? I don't know. I don't know either. Maybe it's just because it sounds like Gimli. And I'm like, yeah, all the, all the dwarves have names that start with G, right? Which I'm yeah. not far off. Because the only two dwarves I can remember are Gloin and... And Gimli. I don't think I'm far off. Gloin. That's his name. It's not Glowin. <laughs> it is. Oh. No, it's not. It's Gloin. Yes, it is. It's Gloin. It's Glowin. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Because I've gotten corrected on this. By whom? By listeners. It's not. There's no way it's Gloin. I'm. Well, that's what I that's thought. That's such a bad, like. Okay, that's what I originally thought, too. And that's why I oh, was calling God. him Glowin, because I was like, there's no way he could be Glowin. Well, okay, so it's not It's not Glowin, either. It's Glowin, like like Tolkien. It's another thing that we're going to say wrong, but, like, it cannot be Gloin. That's such a bad name. Let's see here. I'm going into. Because there's an accent on, o, on the O. G-L-O-I-N. What happened? I Google searched it and found out I was very wrong is what happened. Did you just search how do you pronounce glowing? (laughs) No, I Google searched glowing the pronunciation. Going into Reddit. Hope I don't get spoiled. Do you need me to go into Reddit? I'll be fine. The best evidence I've seen for the pronunciation being Owen. (laughs) <laughs> well, Tolkien's son does not mention any coin or loin, but does note a few on the pattern glowing. So maybe I was right all along that it actually I can tell is. You, I can tell you how they pronounce it in the audiobook glowing. as well as in the movies, and it's glowing, not glowing. Well, maybe that's how I originally got confused, because maybe he pronounces it glowing in the... In the, the Phil Dragon <laughs> version? <laughs> you mean the most beautiful version on Earth? Yeah. I have no idea what he sounds like. Phil I just Drake-ish. know that it's not on Audible for some stupid reason. But it is in the episode description. Listeners, go check it out. Amongst other That's things. That's fine, but it's such a pain in the ass to listen to audiobooks that way. So, um, yeah, Gambling the Old comes back, and I forgot that we already met him, and I wrote down, Yeah, Tolkien's a, a douche for this one, too, because why do we need a Gambling and a Gimli? Just, why do just we need different names! Why do we need a Saruman and a Sauron? 
I don't know. Why? I had the same thought today. Why do we need an Aowen and an Aomer? I mean, they're siblings. That makes that sense. That one makes more sense. Saruman and Sauron makes zero sense. That was him. I came up with these two great names that start with S, but I can't decide which one to use. I'm going to use them both. Ugh. So Gimli gets 21. And he says, now my count passes Master Legolas again. And then they get up onto where Legolas and Aragorn, wait, no. Yeah, where Legolas, Aragorn, and Aomer have been, which is kind of up on a, kind of up in a, a tower that's like overlooking everything. And Gimli says, 21. Good, said Legolas, but my count is now two dozen. It has been knife work up here. Which at this point, I'm like, did Legolas just make a pun? Because he says knife work. Is he trying to say... Nice work. It, get it? Is it two words? Get it? He's knife work is uh, hyphenated, which I under. Yeah, so it would be knife work. Yeah, not I know. knife work. I know, but the way I read it, I was like, that's a great pun. I don't know if it was intentional, but I appreciate it nonetheless. Because my brain also compl- auto completed nice work. If you can get it, it's a bad joke. It's fine. Also, in case you didn't know, the name of this podcast is a bad joke. So it is true. <laughs> It is indeed a pun. And then once again, they start talking about how excited they are for dawn and they can't wait for the sun to rise. And gambling just goes into a long explanation of like, well, it doesn't actually matter because the orcs are these weird mutants by Saruman and the sun isn't going to affect them, blah, 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 blah. And Aragorn's like, please just give me this one thing. I'm just excited for the sun. Can we please just have this one thing and not have you shire all over it for like two seconds? Wait, are the orcs like vampires? They have been Saruman created a new breed of orcs so no, that no, they could come I mean the, into the regular the sun. orcs. Yeah, the, the regular, regular orcs. orcs are. I don't know if they're like vampires in the traditional sense. They of don't like, like oh, the sun. If they go into the sun, they're gonna burst into like you know they're gonna sparkle yeah. like Edward Cullen. Yeah, they don't like the sun. I don't know if it. I think it's that they are weakened by the sun and so they don't go well, out at night. Yeah, there's no sun in Mordor, so that makes sense. Yeah. So, yes, yeah, so Saruman created a breed. The Urukai. Of, yes, of orcs that can go in the sun. And Aragorn's like, please just, just let me be excited about the sun. Yeah. And then. They're also bigger and better and faster and stronger and just better harder, in every better, way. Faster, stronger. Yeah. It's a little bit terrifying, which is why at one point I wrote down in all caps, big yike. And that's it. Just big yike is the entire about- chapter. About like the orcs and the battle and oh. and everything going on. Oh, it's yeah. a big yike is, is the sure. general mood for this chapter. They realize they've gotten separated from Aomer and Gimli. And some people say, oh, well, we think we saw them going back off this way. <laughs> and I was like, oh, Legolas is concerned about Gimli. That's so nice. And then it <laughs> says, I wish he had come this way. I desire to tell Master Gimli that my tail is now 39. So he was like, man, I hope Gimli's okay. I want to tell him that I'm winning. And then I was really bummed out when I found out that Amor is gone because I was like, oh, no, he's going to die, isn't he? And then I found out Theoden is there with them. And I was like, oh, cool. Theoden's there with them. Great. And it's at this point that Theoden questions what Gandalf is doing, (laughs) which is fair. And Aragorn says, don't judge the council of Gandalf until all is over, Lord. And Theoden decides to make his own decisions and kind of ignores not ignores i don't know decides to do his own thing which is kind of against what gandalf said which was basically to protect the king and keep him in a safe area and blah blah blah. he says that he's gonna go out 
When dawn comes, I will bid men sound of Helm's horn and I will ride forth. Will you ride with me then, son of Aerithorn? And Aragorn says, yes, I will ride with you. And they go out to do parley with the orcs. And the only thing I, my, all of my knowledge of parley comes from Pirates of the Caribbean. That's the one. Parley. Yeah, so they come to like negotiate with the orcs. And this was your Monty Python moment, I believe. Yeah, yeah. When Aragorn's like at the gate and he's just like, hey, can we stop this fight or whatever? You know, the sun's about to rise. And they're like, we're the Orokai. We don't believe in the sun. <laughs> Which is true. Yeah, and in a stunning turning of events, talking it out doesn't work. Doesn't work at all. It was just such a weird thing. Because, it was like, weird. Aragorn all of a sudden decides, like, this is the moment where words are the solution. And they weren't. I think there's one point. So great a power in royalty was revealed in Aragorn as he stood there alone above the ruined gates before the host of his enemies that many of the wild men paused and looked back over their shoulders to the valley and some looked up doubtfully at the sky. And I was like, oh, man, Aragorn's going to dazzle them with his beautiful... I don't know, elegance and authority (laughs) into submitting this battle. And then it says, but the orcs laughed with loud voices and they started fighting again. (laughs) Yeah. Just, just basically we're like, okay, well that was, that was cute, but we're still going to beat you up. Yeah. Then Theoden comes running out. Oh, it was at this point that I was real concerned that Theoden was just going to get his head chopped off because he's riding his horse and he's running into battle. I'm like, okay, it's going to be at this point because Aragorn said, listen to Gandalf's advice, even through to the end of this, because I'm sure it'll all make sense at the end. When he ignored his advice and went out into the battle and went on his horse, I was like, this is when he's going to die. And it's going to be like, see, you should have listened to Gandalf. Yeah, you should have listened to Gandalf, bud. But he didn't. Yeah. And it turned out okay anyway. It turned out okay because of our homeboy, Gandalf shows up in the nick of time once again in a real dramatic fashion. And I thought this was going to be a bait and switch with Saruman where they were going to be like, oh, it's Gandalf. We're saved. And they were all going to go like running towards him and be like, yay, Gandalf. And then it was going to be like, nope, it's Saruman. (laughs) Surprise. And then he was going to like kill them all with magic. I don't really even know what Saruman's powers are. I don't know what anyone's magic. powers are. Yeah, just just like ma- the relationship in Lord of the Rings with magic is very convoluted. It's most of the time used as a way to cover up things that don't make sense. Like when yeah. Gandalf Gandalf should have died when he was talking about my body was engulfed in flames and everything around me burned. He should have died right. right then and there. But then he continued to live and fight the Balrog and get out of get out of Moria and. Yeah, wherever he was. Wherever he was. And then an eagle came and he was naked. <laughs> Just magic. I mean, yeah. Sure. I don't know. It's it's definitely complicated. You know that um, gif of there's like a giant crack in a wall and someone comes over with a... It's from the... I think it's from the movie This is the End. And someone comes over with a thing of duct tape and tries to tape the wall together. That's like Tolkien with like any problem in Lord of the Rings. Magic. Magic. Yeah, basically. It says, 
There suddenly upon a ridge appeared a rider, clad in white, shining over the rising sun. Over the hill, over the low hills, the horns were sounding. Behind him, hastening down the long slopes, were a thousand men on foot, their swords in hand. Amid them strode a man, tall and strong. His shield was red. As he came into the valley's brink, he set to his lips a great black horn and blew a ringing blast. Everyone goes into battle and Gan- or starts battling again, and Gandalf just like. <laughs> I'm imagining just does like a big like clap and everything is just like lightning and thunder everywhere and and the orcs run off. The orcs reeled and screamed and cast aside both sword and spear like a black smoke driven by a mounting wind they fled. Wailing they passed under the waiting shadows of the trees and from that shadow none ever came again. That is the end of apparently the most epic battle in cinematic so wait, he history. just like so gandalf comes back by himself in the book yeah that's what he I did i kind of missed the end of the chapter oh, wait, no, maybe he didn't i missed something here didn't i oh he comes back with urkin brand that's it yeah. yeah and all his people that's right yeah and that's it that's the end of that chapter that's that's the chapter that's the big battle and that's it i hope they're it's hard to read a battle sequence yeah because so much is happening. And it's just done with absolutely no reverence whatsoever in this book. Yeah, it's it's hard. And also, like, I'm at a point in the book where I'm like, there are zero stakes. I'm very confident that Gimli is not going to die, that Aragorn's not going to die, that Legolas isn't going to die. I'm not sure about the other side characters that we meet along the way. Right. But for the most part, I'm pretty confident that of the main original fellowship, no one's going to die. Even when Gandalf well, died, I was like, he's you know, going to come back. That's they set up a Bormir, too. <laughs> we saw that one. Rip, man. That was a f- but fun. Bormir time. fell victim to the power of the ring, and that's when you die. That's true. I will. If Legolas dies, I will quit the podcast. <laughs> I'll just, I'll just, I'll read up until the moment where he dies. And then I'll be like, well, thank you for listening to That's What I'm Talking About. You can learn more about it by going to. I've been Mary Clay Watt, (laughs) signing off forever. forever. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Click. And then just dead air for the rest of the episode. And then that's it. Um, Well, Ethan, Edgehill, what did you think of that chapter? It was cool. I mean, it's definitely, it's like I said, it's been a long, long time since I've read these books. And I definitely like spark notes the first couple chapters of the, of this book. And then like listened to the last three chapters that I was supposed to listen to. Um, nice. So it, it has made me want to go back and like revisit the whole series as a whole, because like, I know what happens, but I also kind of like, there's a lot of stuff that gets left out in the movies and it's been a long time since I read the books. And it's really interesting to see how this battle happened as like a, sort of minor piece in the book yeah that's always wild when something that's such a huge part in a movie is like oh it was four pages in the book yeah oh they fought a bunch and but then again you know it's it's kind of a movie thing to have a battle it's like in the book it's like what are you gonna say oh they fought a lot yeah it's hard it's i think the one instance where things work out better in the movie adaptation is when it's an action sequence. And this is a huge action. I mean, I told you that like, as I was reading it, I imagined a huge operatic theme playing in my head the whole time. Cause it's so crazy and epic. That is a great piece of music. Ethan, what would you like to plug? 
What would I like to... Okay. <laughs> Are we in the plug section now? <laughs> we can go on for another half an hour that I'll this have to been, cut. Hey, riddle, riddle. <laughs> Created by Adel. Refined. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, for your Christmas present, I wanted to get you whatever that book of riddles that's like from the 80s that they use oh God, for the podcast the, the stories with holes but i had zero idea i couldn't remember what it was called and i was like i don't even think i can find it on the internet so yeah whatever his name is stories with holes is that what it's called i was like this yeah, is gonna require i was like this is gonna require me to have to go back and listen to the episodes and i was doing google searches to try and try and find transcripts stories with holes who, what's the name of the author? Nathan Levy? Levy? Yes, that's it. Yeah. Okay, cool. Nathan, well, don't is. buy anything for your birthday. Yeah, there's a, there's a, <laughs> I'm looking at a red one, a purple one, a blue one, a light blue one. Oh, that's so funny. When you go to the Google image search in like the second row, there's just a picture of someone like, it's just a picture of someone's middle finger pointing at the yeah, book. I see that. And I was like, oh, that's so funny. Who is that from? And then it says, yeah. hey, Riddle Riddle on Twitter. Anyway, yeah. Ethan, what would you like to plug? <laughs> what would I like to plug? Um, So is this where we talk about the thing that we did together? Oh, right. Listeners. <laughs> hey, why don't you talk Big... about your podcast first? Okay. So I'm I'm Ethan Edschill. I'm from Bacon and Eggs Movie Lovers Podcast. New episodes every Thursday. We're good podcast now on Spotify. Um, where can people find you on Twitter and Instagram? Bacon and eggs. Uh, so no, you, the, show is on- the person. Me? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> what are I, your handles? I was just go. I was just going through the whole thing. Oh lord. Okay. But uh, yeah. So I'm on Twitter and Instagram. Well, I'm on Twitter at Ethan. Nope. <laughs> nope. 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 Pretty nope. 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 I'm on Twitter at Wow Now, but the O's are zeros. That's W zero W N zero W. I don't know how much longer that's going to remain true. I desperately want to change it. But I don't know to what. And I'm on Instagram at Photos, E-D-G-H-I-L-L-P-H-O-T-O-S. Thank you for spelling out all of that. Listeners, the well, links everybody, to everything will be in the description. Everybody spells my last name wrong. so It was spelled wrong in my phone contacts for the majority well, it's, of, here's the thing. of the time. It's spelled wrong. Like, <laughs> there should be another E in there. But I'm not going to go back in time and tell my great, 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 great grandfather that. I get that. Okay, so now we can talk about the the things that have happened. So listeners, you know that that's what I'm talking about as a proud member of the Bacon and Eggs Network. And you used to be able to learn more about that by going to baconandeggs.media. But no more for we are WBNE. I feel like we should put rings together like we're a, 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 a power squad or whatever. Form of <laughs> yeah. the podcast network. <laughs> Yeah, what should uh, yeah, so, I'm doing a so really WB&E. bad job of of announcing this change on my podcast because all of the announcements have already been made at this point that this will come out. I mean, that's fair. Yeah, so so that's what I'm talking about is I would assume a proud member of WB&E, WB&E uh the podcast just, network. I'm just a complacent member. She's a complacent <laughs> member. She is up for her 6-month review, so I guess she could tell us to heck off. The, wouldn't that be a way to end this episode? <laughs> Well, it hasn't quite where, been six months This yet. is where you find... Hasn't it? July to December. Isn't that six months? No. It'll be... January 26th oh. will be... Uh, or 24th or whatever it is will be six months. Okay. I don't know how time works. I'm sure... I mean, July 1st July first to December 31st is six months. Oh. That makes but, sense. But, like, you didn't start until July uh, sure. 20-something. Sure. Sounds accurate okay anyway yes listeners the bacon and eggs network is now wbne you can learn more about that by going to wbne.org 
Yep, WBNE.org, and you can join lots of, or you can listen to lots of other great yes. podcasts that are part of the WBNE network. There's five of them right now. Woo! Well, yeah, no, there's. <laughs> so starting, that's when does this the come out? other. When, this is on the 31st. So all okay, of the so things starting tomorrow will be will launching be tomorrow, shows. basically. Um, there are no, two. Tomorrow, starting tomorrow, there'll be six shows. Three. There are three existing shows. That are coming on the network. The first one is Sincerely Us, which, oh, by the way, I was on. You should go listen to that episode. We covered... A, a very Star Kid Christmas. We covered a very Potter musical, and I just laughed about it with Becca Nini for an hour and a half. And I'm sure you did. Oh, it's such a funny show. I have not listened yet, but... It's such a funny show. I... Love it immensely. Another thing that I love immensely is Hello from Elsewhere, which is also coming on the network. Both Casey and Valerie have been guests on this pod and will actually be guests on again in the near future because they both requested episodes. I mean, they both requested chapters that are coming up in the near future. That's adorable. Um, Yeah, they requested episodes... I don't know if they coordinated it or not, but they're back to back. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. I'm going to have of you course, guys on. Of course two they weeks coordinated it. Yeah. They are smarter than us. They're great. I love them. They are smarter than us. We're not getting anything over on those two. <laughs> and then the third existing podcast that is coming on is Following Dreams by Isaac Carlson. Is that how you say his Carlson, name? yeah. Okay. And he talks about, he talks to people about how they get this, follow their dreams. And how they go through their creative endeavors and and what that whole process is like. And then there is an unnamed D&D podcast that will be happening yeah, in the coming D&D months. podcast still does not have a name. That Ethan not. will um, be um, on and heading up. Ethan will be on, yes. And as well as Bagels. Oh, yeah. That's the other one. <laughs> that, that launches tomorrow. And then... Um, tomorrow oh on the i have zero idea what day it is or anything um because this is that weird period of time between christmas and new year's where nothing is real and nothing matters yep exactly just like you do whatever you want anyway yes tyler who has not yet come on the podcast tyler listen to i mean read the books read read a book you (laughs) read a book you idiot Just kidding. Um, you have a child. It's fine. Everything's understandable. And Just his read wife. To her. She won't care. <laughs> I'm doing such a bad job of announcing these things. It's all good. Tyler you and his wife Emily are having a podcast where they are talking about coupley things that I don't know about called Bagels. Like Bay, like what you call your boo, your be your your boyfriend, your girlfriend, and then goals, like like Goal! Like what you call your goals. I have zero goals. Actually, I do have a goal. Since this is coming out on the 31st, Ethan, do you have any New Year's resolutions? Uh, I have not <laughs> thought of one yet because it is the 27th. Great. Thank you for setting me up for that. So my New Year's resolution. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I do have a New Year's resolution partially inspired by doing this podcast is that I want to read Every day, whether it's one chapter or 10 chapters or two pages. And it's because I got to the end of this year and I was like, the only thing I have read has been Fellowship of the Ring and one third of Two Towers. And that's only because I forced myself to do it by doing a podcast. And Because you do a podcast. I can't possibly force myself to read every book out there by having a podcast about it so i'm gonna read every day that's my new year's resolution i mean you can force yourself to read every book out there by having a podcast about it i don't think it would be very fun for me no it would almost certainly be miserable but that's the magic of podcasts (laughs) is it 
I don't think I don't know. things should be miserable behind the scenes. I'm going to end this episode right now. The cover art is by Graphite, a.k.a. Vaishan Brandon, who is great. <laughs> we had a great time with him this past weekend. You can support him on Instagram at graphite.vmp. Oh you can find the podcast. It feels like so much longer oh than God. last weekend. Uh, everyone out there listening, go get Liquid IV. It will be your friend. Um, Twitter and Instagram at TolkienAboutPod. You can find me on Twitter at mcwatt416 maybe potentially maybe you will find me because tyler in the course of this recording texted me you know that ain't bad so that says to me that i can change my twitter handle too i mean yeah that is exactly what that means is that he's not gonna be upset <laughs> if you change so it. i'm gonna change my twitter handle too at mcwhatsup that's w-a-t-t-s-u-p and instagram at mcturndownforwatt there's a fun Facebook group that you should join that will be linked in the episode description. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Sorry, I was reading something, a note that I wrote for myself that I forgot to delete for a couple weeks ago. Um, there, Yes, there's a Facebook group that you can join. Do that. And if you're listening to this, um, your New Year's resolution should be to rate and review this podcast because that would mean a whole lot to me, but only if you like it because if you don't like it, um, please don't rate and review. <laughs> What? That's voter suppression. No, it's not. It's just you don't have to rate and review if you don't like it. But if you do like it, you should rate and review. <laughs> I like your tactics. <laughs> That's how it's like how hadn't you ever seen the end of a tour at CNU where they end and they say, all right, my name was Greg. If you enjoyed this tour, make sure to leave a comment card. And if you didn't enjoy this tour, my name is Stacy. Like, that's how you do it. Like, if you didn't I mean, enjoy yeah, this podcast, that seems, the name of my podcast is... It's cute when a tour guide does it. <laughs> God, this is awful. It's fine. Ethan, any parting words for the audience? Uh, oh God, not really. And that's what I'm talking thanks, about. Thanks for having me on. If I don't, this comes afterward, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>